Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. GEICO.com. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Mansion. White Hot Report here. This is Dan Patrick. Ah, uh, hope you had a great weekend. It's hour two on this Monday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. We're fully assembled and uh, glad to have you part of the program in a variety of ways. If you'd like to watch, you can. YouTube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show. We did come up with a nickname. Actually, you came up with a nickname for the chat room. You guys want to be known as the Fanettes. And uh, we think maybe a T-shirt is in order. So if you have some designs that you'd like to send us, then maybe we could uh, put a T-shirt together for the great folks in our chat room as well. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. I uh, kind of piqued your interest a little bit in our celebrity bracket challenge because we have these celebrities who take part in March Madness. And Fritzy does a great job in reaching out to these celebrities. And I thought, let's make it bigger this year. As a thank you to you, I thought it would be fun to let everybody be involved in this. And the winner, the audience member who wins our bracket challenge, will be at Danette for a day. And uh, you can decide to sit in the front row or the back row if you want to. But uh, that'll be the grand prize. But details are forthcoming on that. Poll question, McLovin, from the first hour, and then we're going to stay with it. Uh, okay, the first hour was, who do you got, the Lakers or the field? 64% went the field. I say we get a baseline of where the LeBron Giannis MVP race is right now with our audience. You could do that for this hour. Now, there might be recency bias, but I think it's legitimate. I, I've said all along that LeBron was the MVP. It's starting to close a little bit here. But I, I assume the Greek freak is going to be your MVP, but there's still a little bit of basketball left to be played. He's not playing a couple of games here. And if they don't get to 70 wins, I don't think he's going to win the MVP. I think 70 wins will be magical for the voters. It, it's Storylines play a large role in this. Like it or not, they do. And LeBron is a great storyline. And if the Bucks get to 70 wins, that's a great storyline as well. But you saw LeBron yesterday that he can hurt you without taking a shot. There are very few players in the history of the NBA who can dominate, take over a game without scoring. Magic Johnson was brilliant at doing that. John Stockton could do that. You had defensive players who could do that. You know, Bill Russell didn't have to score, and he could take over a game. These guys who don't need to score but can still dominate, LeBron didn't take a shot in the third quarter yesterday. But he's a facilitator. Like, he's bought into being a point guard and will be first-team all-pro as a point guard for the first time in his career. But you saw that yesterday. And he also wasn't afraid to take last five minutes of Friday night's game against the Bucks, and the last five minutes yesterday against the Clippers. LeBron's got the ball in his hands, and he's forcing the issue. He took it to the Greek freak, and he was taking it to Kawhi Leonard. He's still the most valuable player in the game. And whether he's crowned that this year, in my mind, he still is. It's, we'll miss him when he's gone. Like that. 
Wait, sometimes we get tired of somebody while they're playing, and then they're done playing, and you go, God, you know, sort of miss such and such. And that'll be the case with LeBron. And if he does win a championship this year, you'll have a legitimate discussion point of greatest basketball player of the modern era. You do. You may not like it. We got to that point with Joe Montana and Tom Brady, and then we kind of blew past that. It's not a conversation anymore. Hey, Montana never lost. You're right, he didn't. 4-0 in the Super Bowl. Never threw an interception in the Super Bowl. You're right. Nobody brings up that conversation. Now Tom Brady is in the conversation of greatest football player of all time. Charlie Weiss was an offensive coordinator with the Patriots, and he uh, hosts a show on Sirius XM NFL uh, radio. And uh, Charlie, the former Patriots offensive coordinator, was on with uh, Golik and Wingo this morning and talked about his text message with Tom Brady. I actually texted busting his chops saying, isn't it hilarious that a 42-year-old quarterback is is controlling all the conversation about free agency? And then he texted back, he goes, look it, no one knows anything. And I said, well, well you know, they, they all seem like they know anything. I, I told him that, you know, Every time I turn around, this person said this or this person said that. He goes, he goes. Well, then clean it up. He goes, tell them that if I don't know, how is anyone else going to know? For all those media types who sit there and say, "Here's what's happening," they have no clue. Okay. So Brady dishes to Charlie Weiss, and Tom doesn't know anything right now. Does anybody in their right mind believe that Tom Brady does not know what's going on? Paulie? No, I don't think that's what they're saying. Tom is saying that nobody else knows because I haven't told anybody. My wife knows, my agent knows, and I know yeah. that, that the options. He just hasn't leaked anything. Uh, somebody's saying something to somebody, and it's from Brady's side, because I can't imagine Belichick has sources close to him. Yes, he did Tommy just send out Charlie Weiss to clean up rumors for him? I think. <laughs> it kind of sounded I like it. Hey, clean it up. Char- Charlie, clean it up. So weird. Yes, McLovin. Well, I was wondering if Charlie ran a little too fast with some of this, like being the spokesperson for Tom. Tom might have just been sort of casually bantering, and Charlie took it as, I'm sending a message for the Brady camp. Well, he said clean it up. And I don't know if he meant clean up the text message that he sent, because I think Brady had an expletive in there. And I don't know if that's what he meant by, hey, clean it up by telling people what I'm saying here. I I have to believe these guys who prepare, they over-prepare. I don't think Brady's under-prepared when it comes to this. I think he realizes where the Patriots stand on things and where the other teams stand on this. Nobody's waiting for free agency to contact his agent or a source close to a source. That's not happening. What happens every free agency, period? Five minutes after free agency starts, deals are done. It's because there have been intermediaries, and you get the message out, this is what it's going to take. How many years? All of those things. What kind of weapons are we going to have? What are we going to do with our draft picks? You know, the Patriots have to decide. I would love to know what the Patriots' plan B is. I'd like to know what the backup plan is, like the wish list. You know, are they going to go after a tight end? Yes, they're going to go after a tight end. They're going to go after another wide receiver. You know, is Andy Dalton plan B? 
Yes, Steve. Why does his name keep coming up? It's funny that you said Andy Dalton because we were just saying on the other side of the glass, why does Andy Dalton's name keep popping up in this? Because he fits in with the Patriots. I think he'd be the perfect quarterback to just put him in there, similar style to Brady, and he's a veteran. He's, he's not controversial. He's not going to cost you a fortune. He'll appreciate second life here. And, you know, he's relatively young compared to Brady, 10 years younger. Yeah, McLevin. If I'm Andy Dalton, I want no part of Foxborough. None whatsoever. Why? That is a terrible place to go. Why? Why are you going to follow Tom Brady? Well, it's either that or where's he going? Well, he's Do you want to start Chicago. in New England or back up in Chicago? Well, I think the thinking is maybe he'll start in Chicago because he's, I guess the OC there was his OC, Bill Lazor, and mm-hmm. or I don't know if he's OC, but... Honestly, I think it's an Eddie quarterback. I think it's a bad place to go. Aren't you going to be crushed by the legacy of Tom Brady? Well, somebody's eventually going to go in there, but you can't be afraid of it. Like, if you're afraid of it, then, you know, you shouldn't be playing the position. I like the Jimmy G for Tom Brady trade. There, That that one, to me, fits more perfectly. Jimmy G would be very comfortable there. He's Probably, yeah, because Belichick would embrace him. I love how the Patriots still go, there's no truth to that. Tommy didn't. And I like how they call him Tommy. Like, you always feel like you're closer to somebody when they you, you add, you know, a couple of letters and then the Y. Like, he's not Tom. He's Tommy. And and, and these guys who have coached him, like, they call him Tommy. Everybody calls him anything. It's Tommy. Everybody else, you know, we call him Tom Brady. But those close to him call him Tommy. Yes, Seatney. But it feels like you can't really take anybody seriously when they're talking about Tommy. <laughs> but if you say I'm hearing Tom yeah. is going to go to the uh, Titans. Hey, look, okay? Nobody knows what's going on here yet because Tommy hasn't told them what's going on yet, okay? And until Tommy makes up his mind, then Tommy will start telling people what Tommy's going to do. Uh, I, I did make it an hour without bringing up Tom Brady today. I, you know, I'm trying to do my best, but, you know, Charlie Weiss had uh, – that's, that's the first piece of real information we've had from Brady. Hey, clean it up, Charlie. Nobody knows bleep about what's going on with me. Okay. Yeah, Paul. By the way, calling Tom Tommy is the football version of calling Bob De Niro, Robert De Niro, Bob or Bobby. Bobby. When you hear someone say, yeah, Bobby and I were working on a film. Oh, you're friends oh, with him. Like you see someone on <laughs> Letterman back in the day, there'd be some mid-level actor. So I was working with Mr. De Niro, and, well, or Robert De Niro, yeah. and you knew they're not friends. Bobby D. Yeah. Tight. That's a good call. That's what Scorsese would say with uh, De Niro. So, uh, yeah, so I said to Bobby, you know, we need to do that, uh, the Irishman. We're going to, we're thinking about this. Yes, McLevin. Some people call you Danny. Sandler yeah. calls you Danny. Yeah, Danny. But you can't be taken seriously. Like, nobody named Tommy or Danny or Andy wins a Nobel Prize. Like, you need to be like <laughs> Charles or like. Patrick, like you can't be Danny or Tom. Uh, best and worst of the weekend, we will give you ours. Also, I love this beef with uh, Draymond Green and Charles Barkley. Have that for you coming up. And uh, Bradley and Liberty got their uh, their bids for the NCAA tournament. And I told you about uh, the big contest we're going to have here. I'm very excited about that. All right, uh, Jason in Maine joins us. Jason, what's on your mind today? Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. First time, long time. Five nine one eighty. Best of the weekend. I want to wish a happy birthday to my baseball hero growing up, Hall of Famer Jim Rice. Happy birthday, buddy. Yeah. Worst of the weekend. Celtics not playing so good. I'll get over it. And really quick, I got to call out Seton. Seton, my man, you're my favorite Danette, but you took a hit on Thursday when you said 
that Larry Bird could not play in today's NBA? No way. He'd be better today, absolutely better today. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you, Jason. I don't remember you saying that. That's because I was joking when I said it. But oh. it's a, sometimes the uh, sense of humor yeah. doesn't that, really. Yeah. Doesn't sometimes my sense of humor doesn't always land. But yeah, I was joking when I said that. Although some of it might be true. Whoa. <laughs> Yes, Paul. I'm going to back up Seaton. Larry Bird's 63. There's no way he could play in today's He NBA. could not play. 63? A little bit. He might be able to play a little bit. Ten minutes a game. Maybe. Spot up. Yeah. Hot, 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 hot. Yeah, I think Larry would, would do quite well in today's NBA. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's got room for a mid-range jumper. <laughs> no, he's not a mid-range jump shot. He's Luca. He'd be like Luca's older brother or uncle. Yeah, Larry let... And Larry, back you know, in the day when you know the Celtics ran the ball, like Larry get out on the break. Like Larry's, Larry could go in today's NBA. He couldn't handle being a volume shooter, like, <laughs> like James Harden. Nah, he couldn't handle it. Yeah, I don't think he could handle all of his teammates jacking up threes and missing them. That's where he'd probably have a problem. Yes, McLovin. Would Larry find a weight room in today's NBA? Wow. Man, there's no doubt that that dude did not lift. Look at Eddie Highlight. He lifted beers. Yeah, <laughs> he lifted beers. Yeah, Paul. By the way, Bird in his prime never took threes. His before age thirty, the most he ever took per game was two and a half threes attempted in a game. Mm. Now he shot forty three percent on them, so he made all the ones he took. But he was never a volume shooter. In fact, nobody was. He can never last. <laughs> <laughs> the rigors of today's game. <laughs> Who's he going to guard? He can, he couldn't guard anybody. You're right, though. Like, my sense of humor is often lost on people. And my wife always says, not everybody. She'll whisper to me sometimes at a party. She'll go, they think you're serious. Not everybody gets your sense of humor. And uh, so I thought you were joking about Larry Bird. but Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's fun. It's just it's fun. <laughs> I like to, like, go after people that are untouchable. You know, like when you say that the best player in the world is kind of overrated or something like that. I like that's my sense of humor because sports fans just go bonkers over it. I'll tell you what we think's exciting here. Uh, Seaton brought up maybe a road trip for the show, and I thought, okay, where are we going? And he goes, it's Salem, I think Salem, Virginia. I think Salem, Virginia, yeah. And I think you thought it was like Salem, Massachusetts. Well, I mean, in New England, there's like 37 different Salem's. And if it's the Salem Red Sox, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it's got to be up here in New England somewhere. It's got to be 90 minutes away. Yeah. You know, there's a dozen Salem's in, within 90 minutes of here. And then I went, well, why am I going to Salem, Virginia? And the reason is? Uh, apparently, they're having a Nickelback night coming up here in June. About time. <laughs> Friday, June 5th. Come celebrate the life and legacy of Nickelback. Is Nickelback going to be there? I don't think so. See, that's the great part of it. The fact that they're if they're there, then I don't want to go. But if they're not there, then that would be fun to celebrate Nickelback. As yeah, you know, finally Nickelback gets to be celebrated. I want to go to this so bad, and I'm not really sure why. <laughs> I'm not a Red Sox fan. Uh, I don't feel like going all the way to Virginia, and uh, I'm not a Nickelback fan either. But man, does that sound like a fascinating evening? It does. I'd be curious. How you celebrate Nickelback. Yeah, Paul. I'm on their website uh, at visitroanoke.com. Join us for an entire night celebrating the legacy of Nickelback. We will have a <laughs> photograph frame giveaway presented by Alsco. I guess you get a picture of, of Nickelback? 
No Nickelback in Red Sox jerseys, it appears. You telling me you don't want to go there? And I, I just I want to go there and just ask people if they're there for baseball or Nickelback. <laughs> Which one are they more a fan of? Salem, Virginia. All right. How far away is that? I don't know. Google it. Map quest it. Uh, Jeff in Detroit joins us. Hi, Jeff. What do you have for me today? Oh, Dan. I think the best thing about your show is you guys really do get on the callers, and it's the funniest thing in the world. I've been calling for years, and I love it every time. The cynicalness, the just the smart aleck answers, great. Best and worst of the weekend. My best is going to be 60 degrees here in Detroit, Michigan. Wonderful day. Got to take in some NBA games. Uh, LeBron James is the best player. I- I've seen him take down people left and right, and he continues to just deliver every time. Worst of the weekend is going to be, I promised my mama, who's 85 years of age, that I would go to church with this Sunday morning, and uh, she does the early service. Guess who was at church an hour late? <laughs> oh, no. Walking out as I'm coming in, dude. Oh, man. I had to end up buying mama pancakes and everything, brother. I tell you, Daylight it wasn't good. Saving. So you're just not gonna, you're just not gonna come. I'm like, oh, the hour, mom, I forgot. Plain <laughs> for all back. Uh, thank you, Jeff. At daylight savings. Yeah. Uh, Caleb in Oregon is back. Hi, Caleb. Hey, Dan. Uh, five ten, one ninety. Best, best of the weekend was uh, redeeming myself in front of my wife. So was able to dunk a small ball on a 10-foot hoop. Uh, so rim check Caleb is retired. It is now Vince Carter, Caleb. Uh, worst of the weekend was uh, after a week of our stolen podcast stuff was recovered by police, they still won't return it to me. So we're still trying to get that back. All right. Well, thank you, Caleb. We'll take a break. We'll give you our best and worst of the weekend, plus the beef, the ongoing beef between, you probably didn't realize this, but the Charles Barkley, Draymond Green beef. And Barry Bonds feels like he was given a death sentence by Major League Baseball. Quote, my heart, it's broken. We'll find out exactly why Barry feels this way and why he feels like baseball has ghosted him. I have that for you coming up right after this Dan Patrick Show. What's happening, everybody? This is the official Lakers podcast. I'm your host, Mike Trudell. Super pumped to be here, flanked by Aaron Larsoul. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's get it. I think the Lakers will be a top 10 defense. Okay, now. you're calling your shot again. A team that has two stars or two superstars in this case, as LeBron and AD, can sometimes cancel each other out. But I think they're both good candidates for MVP. I really like the way that this team just feels to be around. Mm-hmm. The, uh, it's, a, it's a very clear message. It's two stars in LeBron and AD, and it's everybody else that's on board. The relationship that is developing between those two off the court and on the court, their cohesiveness on the court, I think in this case, this is a special case that the two of them will enhance each other as opposed to taking away from each other. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast Network. It's the greatest time of the year in sports. NFL, college football, MLB, NBA, and NHL. 
What else can a sports fan ask for? All the action you want is every day at one place and one place only. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on all this incredible action at BetOnline.ag. That's BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Got new gear in the DP Show store. Fresh tees for St. Patty's Day. We got a shout-out to Mookie Betts. Great t-shirt there as well. Classics like McLovin's Broken Glasses. Go to danpatrick.com to check those out. And we're waiting for the uh, fanettes to come up with a t-shirt. You guys come up with a design, send it to us, and uh, we'll see if we can come up with a t-shirt for those in the chat room. The fanettes, as you guys have voted it. Uh... We had John Calipari on last hour, and he was saying that he has a formula as he gets ready for the NCAA tournament to know how good his team is going to be. He says that you need to have a winning streak of maybe eight or ten games during the regular season, or 12 games, just to let your players know they can win six in a row when you get to the tournament. He also says he likes to have at least five guys who have had at least one 25-point game. Well, Kentucky has those has that criteria. Uh, they have five players who have scored at least 25 points in a game this season, and they've also had an eight-game winning streak. Kentucky and East Tennessee State likely to make the tournament. Uh, Prairie View is uh, number one seed in the uh, SWAC tournament. They've uh, got that formula as well. But the only major conference team that has at least five players, five different players, score 25 points or more in a game this season is Kentucky, and they have the eight-game winning streak. So he has his formula for his team, and he said probably 30 teams have a chance to win the championship, which I don't believe. There are not 30 teams who can win six games in a row. Uh, Charlie in Salem, Virginia. Hey, Charlie. Hey, how you doing? Good, good. Uh, you know, we're, we're just kicking the tires on Nickelback night down there, and uh, I don't know. We, we, it's about a little over a two-hour flight down there. Hey, you come down here, I'll take you to dinner. We'll have a great time. You're going to have a good time going to the ball game and uh, everything else that's going on. We used to host uh, a lot of Division Two, Division Three championships. It's known for the championship city of the South. Uh, local restaurant was just um, on the Today Show the other day, and uh, I'd love to take you down there. All right. There you go. Charlie is selling me on Salem, Virginia in June. Thank you, Chum. Then we get to go uh, Nickelback night. I imagine they're going to do that on a Saturday night, aren't they? Because there'll be a lot of people want to attend that. Uh, Friday night, actually. Oh, Friday. Yeah, yeah kicking off the weekend. Yeah, right. I like that. Nickelback night. Does anybody like Nickel? I mean, I, I don't know why they became this punching bag. Who was Nickelback before Nickelback? Somebody had to buy all those albums or buy all those downloads or whatever. Like, Hootie and the Blowfish got to the point where people started to hate them. Uh, but did Nickelback get... Do you have to be good enough to be hated or or however they're they're viewed? Yes. Yeah, I have them as selling 50 million albums. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Right, but you have to be popular for people to really start yeah, hating yeah. you. Would you take that? Would you take the 50 million albums sold if you knew that people turned on you? As, as long as I get the right check with the 50 million? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I'll okay. take that all day. Okay. All day. Yeah. Does anybody like Nickelback? I don't even know Nickelback. 
denier. No, I don't. I now I, you don't. Now I, you move Okay. I, I, All right. I can never. I I don't think I've ever kept Nickelback on an entire song when you I'm used driving. to walk the hallways of uh, ESPN and look at this photograph. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I did not. Yeah. But I, I did. It. I did sing the. He was the skater boy. Said, "See you later, boy." And then Avril Lavigne married the lead singer of Nickelback. Right? I had no idea. Yeah. 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 Yes, Todd. They sing that. This is how you remind me. Is that Nickelback? Yeah. I think that's a good song. I, I don't know Nickelback. If Todd likes it, then I don't like it. <laughs> then I don't like it. They've had a couple of good. Is the worst thing ever to happen to Nickelback that Todd likes their music? It might be. This is the meanest thing they've ever heard. They're like. Hey. But when when did America turn on Nickelback? Oh, like no. what what happened? Because somebody had to go. You know what? I don't like Nickelback. And then all of a sudden the ground swell and everybody's like, Yeah, I agree. I don't like Nickelback. Yeah, see. Yeah, all of a sudden everybody liked them and it's like, I'll oh, screw these. You know who was Nickelback before Nickelback? Creed. Oh. Creed was like they were like this massively popular band, and then all of a sudden they just something switched where it was like. I think that was the lead singer, Scott Staff, that everybody turned on. That'd like, be correct. This guy's a poser. Yeah. <laughs> that would be correct. Yeah. Yeah. With arms wide open. Yeah. You know, we have a Scott Staff story. Remember when the first year I worked on the show, we went out to San Francisco Pack, was it Pack Bell at the time? or It was a phone company. So it was the, it was the World Series, Angels versus uh, 40, um, San Francisco. And a bunch of guys were doing a promotion for MasterCard, a bunch of celebrities. And it was Scott Stapp was down there singing and rehearsing. Andy Garcia was down there rehearsing. And Billy Crystal was down there rehearsing. You sent me down with my cell phone to get interviews with all three of those guys. Billy Crystal, yes. Dan Patrick, no problem. And Billy Crystal did an interview. Andy Garcia, that sounds like fun. He, he grabbed the phone for me and did an interview. Scott Stapp told me no. I played golf with Scott Stapp at a celebrity golf event. And I think he just had, I don't know if he was married, but his wife or girlfriend was there with a baby, and they named it Jagger, if that sounds right. Uh, so I played in a celebrity golf event with him. Yes, Paul. With club face wide open, you played with him. <laughs> Too easy. Uh, golf, yeah. yeah, but I, I don't know. I, know the, I knew the drummer in Creed. Like, he... He was a sports fan. He stayed in touch. But I, I, for some reason, Scott Stapp was a rock star, and I was just a talking hairdo. So, I don't know. Uh, Barry Bonds says baseball gave him, quote, a death sentence. My heart, it's broken. He was talking to Andrew Baggerly of The Athletic. My heart, it's broken, really broken, Bonds said. Uh, if they don't want me, just say you don't want me and be done with it. Just be done with it. He's got two more chances on the ballot. I think they're telling you that they are done with you. Don't you think by the response here? And, you know, I think Barry's – Barry has to under – now it's too late for him to understand. You know, A-Rod, you know, was caught cheating a couple of times and, you know, was really a bad guy in baseball there for a long time. And he's had this reclamation project. Now he's everywhere. He's got shows and J-Lo and baseball, Sunday night baseball, and he reinvented himself. Well, 
Barry Bonds never in, reinvented himself. If, if you want people to like you, you have to give them a reason to like you. We forgive a lot in society. We're, we're forgiving A-Rod, apparently. Look at him. He's never been bigger. Uh, it, Barry has never been likable. Never. And if he wants to do an interview and, and, and express who he really is right now, and maybe people can understand there's a different side, then great. I mean, we asked for years to have Bonds on. Even steroid-free, you know, that if we were just going to talk about his, his new personality here. I mean, Mark McGuire has been beloved, embraced. He's been on the show. I mean, there, but, but I mean, Barry should blame Barry because Barry put himself in this position. Barry Bonds could have retired as just a great player, first ballot Hall of Famer, if he didn't use steroids. But look at the money that he made. He made more money in those last three years than he did the previous years combined. Barry was never likable. You know, you admired what he was doing, even if you did it with a suspicious eye, but he was still doing it better than everybody else who was doing it, who were using steroids there. Bonds, Bonds is his own worst enemy. He's not a likable guy. You know, A-Rod can uh, give the appearance that he's a great guy. You know, Mark McGuire, you know, kind of a shy guy, quiet guy, but baseball's forgiven him. But Bonds is probably not getting into the Hall of Fame. The same with Roger Clemens. Yeah, Fritzy. Did he use so much of the clear that he actually feels like he looks like a ghost to Major League Baseball? Mm, okay. I don't know about that one, but uh, it's early in the show, early in the week. Got another hour and a half. Yeah, he took a shot. But uh, put it out the, only, the only way you can get a hit is just swinging the bat. Never leave the bat on your shoulder. Definitely not. And why bother under the plate? Actually, you know, the more I think about it, sure. I'd leave the bat on your shoulder. Yeah. You're, you're there? Yeah, I would. I, my yeah. to take one for yeah. the team. Yeah, yeah, I, I blame you for even putting them up to bat. Yep, okay. Put I put him in the lineup. Yeah, you put yeah. him in the lineup. Yeah, blame blame me. All you. I'm going to blame you, Skip, and I'm going to blame you. Yeah, but, you know, Bond's saying, I don't know how his heart is broken. Like, how is he surprised at all of this? Do you now have regret? Do you now understand? I mean, a lot of people do. But... I, I, he cannot be surprised. So, but he says baseball has tried to shut him out of the sport. What did he want to do in the sport? Doesn't he go? Is he an instructor with the Giants? He's, does he still do that? Does he want to be a broadcaster? I mean, I, if he wanted to be it, I, I'd love to hear it. I remember when we had him on, and the only thing he wanted to talk about was his home security company. And I went. <laughs> I don't know if America really wants to hear that, but I, I mean, we can we can talk about it. Yeah, Paul. He was there to honor his home security. Yes, system? I think so. I think so. And I went. That sounds familiar. Rings a bell. Yeah, they they were like, uh, uh, you know, Barry will come on, no steroid talk, and he wants to talk about his uh, home security company. I went. No, I think we're going to pass on that <laughs> one. It, yeah, yeah, Todd. You think that'd be journalistically unethical just to put him on to uh, talk about that and not even get into any big Well, I put people on who just talked about Qualcomm, so. Yeah, we're, we're honoring and, and supporting uh, Qualcomm. The word honoring is nuts. Because I've never truly honored Qualcomm, but uh, that's Matt Harvey. I did all those answers yesterday, and, and, you know, maybe at the appropriate time we can we can talk a little bit more about that, but. 
uh, obviously, uh, you know, today is about Qualcomm. Damn, that was so good. The, 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 the headline, the headline in all the New York papers were Matt Harvey may need Tommy John surgery, and then he was surprised when you asked him about his elbow. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, uh, today is about Qualcomm. But but to be in the media capital of the world and not understand how this works, it's called quid pro quo. You come on. We talk about your injury. You get to promote your product. Oh, it's so good. And, and I did come on the next day because right after we got done with that interview, I looked at Fritzy and I was like, you got to be kidding me. We got to get this fixed here. And he was getting called. I think you had three phones up to two ears. And he was just getting crushed by every possible media outlet that heard that interview. Oh. He almost had to come on the next day. It was that embarrassing. I know. And then, I, you know, you, you, they, apparently they didn't prep him because if they did, they would say, look, they're going to ask you about your career. They may ask you about your dating life. They may ask, you know, all these things, the dark night or whatever. They're going to ask you all these things. You'll get your chance to get your 60-second plug-in for Qualcomm. Qualcomm is paying you, and then you pay us back by getting this exposure. That's how it works. But, oh, my God, when he did that, it was like, <sighs> I did all those answers yesterday, and, and, you know, maybe at the appropriate time we can, we can talk a little bit more about that. But, uh, obviously, uh, you know, today is about Qualcomm. <laughs> Never forget isn't every day about Qualcomm? Let's just honor Maybe Qualcomm. at the appropriate yeah. time. Like, no, they, yeah. you just made the announcement. This is the most appropriate time. There will never be a more appropriate time to talk about it than right now. Yeah. How about when you have the surgery and then somebody has to hold the phone because you can't lift it up because your arm is in a sling? Dan, call me later tonight. We'll talk at home. I know we're on national TV radio now. But this is not the prime time to do it. Yeah. If you want to talk to me privately about it, then yes, we can talk about this. Right, obviously, today we're, we're honoring and, and supporting uh, Qualcomm. I just don't know how you honor Qualcomm, and I, I don't think I did. I don't think I did Qualcomm justice there. That interview ended rapidly, like one of his starts, because you looked up and you're like, "Oh, I went. No, this ain't continuing." Because I, you know, let's, you know, let me ask you one more question about Qualcomm. Yeah. What is Qualcomm? <laughs> what do they do? <laughs> yes. they, like, there's not a lot of times that you sort of like look up at us like, oh, my God, what is this? Like what's happening right now where you even you can't believe what's going on? And that was one of those where you just sort of looked at us with this like blank gaze of like, is this is this really happening? Well, I didn't I didn't know if he had a sense of humor. I, I didn't know Matt Harvey. So I thought maybe he's punking me. And and then I look right at Fritzy, and if looks could kill, oh, I I would have. That's the worst look when you're like you convinced me to have so and so on the show, and they offered less than zero. Oh god! And I remember Fritzy saying, "Hey, you know he's with the Mets and great rotation, and he got a nickname, and you know he dates supermodels." And I said, "All right, we'll give him a shot." Decent phone line. Good <laughs> <Good luck. laughs> actual interviewing information. Uh, all right, we'll take a break here. I want to talk about uh, Charles Barkley, Draymond Green, that beef. And also our best and worst of the weekend. That's coming up. Also, Reggie Miller will join us in the final hour of the program and uh, get his thoughts on what the Lakers accomplished this weekend. Which win was more important in Reggie's mind? We'll have that for you coming up here on the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. 
Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the support this podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and of course, supporting. And now back to the show. Got an email from uh, Brandon in Cincinnati. June of 2017, I convinced my mom it was a good idea to have With Arms Wide Open as the song for our mother's son dance at my wedding. She doesn't let me make decisions anymore. <laughs> mean spirited. Best and worst of the weekend, Todd, I'll start with you. Can I jump in before Todd? Yeah. Because I want to steal his because I know what he's doing. Okay. Can I do Justin Robinson, David Robinson, son, oh, walking on so for weak. Duke on senior night, scoring 23 points to help beat North Carolina? Wow. Looking over my shoulder there. Okay. Coach K says it's a better story than Rudy. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Anything else? Because who would have thought David Robinson's son could have made it in a basketball game? <laughs> Just like Rudy. Worse it would be, I don't know what we're going to do, but I assume we're all going to do the same worst as the Rams' new logo, but we can save that discussion. Ooh. It is bad. It'd be like if Rudy's dad were Lawrence Taylor. How did they ever see that coming? Good pass rusher. Though. Have you ever seen a walk-on go off like that? It was amazing, though. As a former walk-on, not really. That yeah. was a serious best blocking, though. I don't know that it we've was. ever had one that severe. I, was I right, by the way? You were totally going Justin right. Robinson. Todd? Uh, worst of the weekend. Worst of the weekend. Just when I was ready to fly into the San Diego State Aztecs, they're stunned by the Utah State Aggies in the Mountain West Conference Tournament, 59-56, making things even more complicated as we get ready to fill out our brackets. Wait, now you were buying into them? They'd only lost one other time. I know. I, I still wasn't buying into Okay. I still thought Steve Fisher was coaching them. I don't even know who's coaching them. Who was coaching San Diego State? Is it Steve Fisher still? Seaton, best and worst of the weekend. Uh, my best of the weekend is Alonzo Ball. He's been like the best of like his last 16 games. Dude, is on fire. How about those two alley-oops to uh, Zion? Like three-quarter court? That was impressive, man. He's shooting like 45%. Jump on the bandwagon. What? what? Jump on the bandwagon. Wow, good for him, man. Like to, to find your shot like that is just amazing. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, my worst of the weekend was actually we just showed you that uh, – the UFC. Oh, God. Like, I can't watch Joanna that. Joanna. Something, something. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But her forehead just, like, blew up. Uh, and it turns out that she lost in a split decision, which is just really unfortunate. Oh. Because if you're that close to winning, dang right. Damn it. She, even if she won, she would have looked like she lost. Yeah. But I think she's out of the hospital, though, which is good. Paulie, best of worst. Best of the weekend. Even though Memphis Tigers lost, their big man, Pre uh, Precious Achua, scored 25 and 15. I looked up Precious is his real name. Precious has, remember, his older brother played at St. John's, was God's Gift, Achua. And his mom and dad have a few other kids, uh, God's Gift, God's Will, Promise, Grace, and Peace. And, of course, Precious. Dang, great names. you got to be good if you have a name like that. God's Gift, Achua. You can't be, like, seventh man. Huh. Like God sham God. <laughs> you know, he, he had to be decent. Do you have a worst? That's it. No, no, oh, no. Nothing bad. No, no. Okay. The uh, Charles Barkley Draymond Green beef continues. Um, they've kind of gone back and forth. You know, Charles called out Draymond for having a, a what was it, a single quadruple or something? Triple single. Triple single. <laughs> <laughs> We're averaging a triple single, I think. 
It feels like it's a real beef on Draymond Green's end of things. Here's uh, Draymond Green firing back at Charles Barkley. Barkley should stop before I go take this job, though. I can do that well, too. He already didn't make enough money playing, so he need that job. He should stop talking to me. I like to, you know, Tennessee to end people. So he should stop before I take his job. I should know. If he keep talking, uh, you know, I'll take you soon. Sooner than anything. So yeah, he probably should be quiet. He also can't talk basketball with me either. Not smart enough, not qualified. No rings, can't shoot everything. Oh, the old ring comment there with Charles Barkley. That's that's the scoreboard when it comes to Barkley. If you go, oh, you don't never won a championship. Whose career would you want to have, Charles Barkley's or Draymond Green's? Draymond's got a couple of titles, also cost his team a title. Um, he's third leading man, sometimes fourth leading man on that team. Uh, but but he has been an all-around great player at times, very good player, all-star. Barkley's one of the 50 greatest of all time. Never won a championship. Yes, Paulie? Would this be akin to Horace Grant calling out Patrick Ewing? <laughs> Patrick Ewing doesn't have a title, but he's one of the great centers of all time. Horace Grant was the third man and a good player, a good player, not a great player, on a, a team that won six titles. Yeah. And he won, he won, he got three, I think. Yeah. Horace. Uh, that would be like Robert Ory calling out somebody who never won a championship. Yes, McClellan. Didn't buy Ori won like how many? Did he win it? Seven? Is he all time leader? Right? I think seven. Steve Kerr and uh, Robert Ori, I think. Don't they both have seven titles? Seven or eight, something crazy like that. Uh, I, I would certainly take Charles Barkley's career. Draymond is not going to be taking Charles' job anytime soon. Draymond's 30. By the time Draymond retires, Charles will probably be retired at uh, TNT. Just guessing. But um, it, it's kind of a interesting beef. Has anybody heard anything from Draymond Green this year? Right? Nothing. Charles had to carry teams at times. Draymond doesn't carry a team. Maybe Draymond should do a little homework on Charles's career. Yeah, see. And he even lost his super annoying guy character because Patrick Beverly has taken that over as the yeah. most annoying player in the NBA. <laughs> He's not even that anymore. Draymond Green is a valuable player to Golden State, but singularly, he's not. He's averaging eight and six in, on a team that needs him to average 20 and six or more. But, you know, as he played the role, he played the role that they needed him to play in those championship runs. And, uh, you know, he'll be immortalized because of that, because he won championships and he was on some of the great teams uh, in recent memory. But the Charles is just having fun. Charles is doing his job. Draymond Green's not doing his job because if he was, then Charles wouldn't be doing, he wouldn't be criticizing him. He'd have nothing to criticize. But if you're averaging eight and six, Charles is calling him out. Now, does he need to call him out? Probably not because Golden State doesn't matter this year. But that's not going to stop Charles from having a little bit of fun. And you can have fun at Charles' expense. I don't know if you can have fun at Draymond Green's expense, because it doesn't seem like that. But it's a it's a beef. 
this beef is a little bit better than the Greek freak and James Harden. Because I thought we were on to something there. And then the Greek freak said something so immature that he was going to go home and get a good night's sleep and be there with his family and his child. How dare him say something like that? you got to keep beefs going. Like, listen to Patrick Beverly talk about LeBron James after yesterday's uh, loss. Both teams um, uh, have aspirations. No, 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 Patrick Beverly. Can you describe the challenge um, it is defensively when LeBron... No challenge. Well, typically, end of the game... No challenge. Can you describe the... Describe what it's like as a defender to when he tries to force the switch of the guard. I, I give that reporter a lot of credit because he had an angle. He wanted he had a story to write, and he wanted to make sure that he was going to get an answer out of him. Patrick Beverly, not backing down. All right, final hour coming up. Reggie Miller will join us. What win was more important, does he think, or more statement-making? The win over the Bucks or the win over the Clippers? And more phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. Final hour on this Monday, coming up. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify. And it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcast. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right. No credit card necessary. And simply search for our shows to start listening. 